Welcome to For the Love of Jewelers, a podcast brought to you by Rio Grande Jewelry Supply and hosted by yours truly, Courtney Gray. Now in our third season, we celebrate the unconditional strength driven by our passion to create and the motivating factors that enable us to adapt. We recognize the relevance and resilience of the jewelry industry through inspirational stories that challenge and honor its makers. Our journey, although unchartered, is one we are on together. Let's pause, share, and discover the variety of silver linings gained from each personal story of innovation and determination. Charisma Eve is the founder and CEO of Guildform, an on-demand platform for powering ideas. Her team works with brands to create jewelry products from concept to creation using 3D technology, software, and innovative manufacturing solutions. The Guildform way enables fashion brands to start, scale, and optimize their jewelry products by marrying digital and human technology. Charisma facilitates self-expression, allowing for a greater sense of human connectivity in an ever-globalizing community by reducing friction in the jewelry-making processes. Charisma successfully led Guildform through the pandemic by adapting to the restrictive economic climate, as well as fostering development while adhering to her personal objectives of social responsibility. She has received myriad accolades, including Best in Business, Best Idea for Growth from the New Economy Initiative, Best Pitch from Google-sponsored Black Girl Ventures, and semi-finalist for CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund. Charisma, welcome to For the Love of Jewelers. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, and thanks for your patience. And uh, let's dive in together. I can't wait to introduce you to those who haven't heard of Guildform, who haven't heard about you and what you're doing in the industry, for the industry, for makers. Let's start at the beginning, though. How'd you get into this industry? How did you begin? Let's do it. Yeah, um, I am the CEO and founder of Guilt Farm. We are an on-demand jewelry design and manufacturing platform. So we work with brands to assist them with creating jewelry products from concept to creation, starting with something as simple as a paper napkin sketch. And prior to starting Guilt Farm, I actually started off as a jewelry designer myself. I built a global jewelry brand in my basement in Detroit, and I had quite a robust but makeshift but still like advanced operation in this basement. Um, and from there, I was really just creating as a means of self-expression. And it really just felt like my calling. From there, I ultimately ended up showcasing collections during Paris Fashion Week, uh, had my own showroom in Le Marais in Paris, France. And then from there, having to deal with the hurdles of operating within the tr traditional jewelry manufacturing. Um, actually, I'm gonna take it back starting with like making everything myself. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, as an independent maker, I was, you know, doing everything from designing, from like starting with the concept, right? Vision, and then going into the actual designing part, which are two different things, right? And so I was doing the designing, I was doing the production, I was doing the sales, both wholesale sales, retail sales, direct to consumer sales, e-commerce, all of that, um, also doing marketing, also doing social media. I was doing all of the things. Not to mention, I am Lost Wax Casting. 
I am polishing, I'm mold making, I'm assembling, I'm doing all of those things as well. And pretty soon I realized as I was doing all of those things, um, going to Paris Fashion Week four times a year, coming back to Detroit to do fulfillment, also at the same time doing fulfillment for these direct to consumer e-commerce sales, and then also trying to be a human and like live and breathe and like have find time to like take care of self. Um, I realized very quickly that I was gonna some, at some point end up under my bench rather than at my bench making things. And so I realized that I was gonna fail with my current process. And, and when I say fail, I mean, fail at what I really wanted to do, like my big picture, because um, I recognize that there was an accomplishment. There is an accomplishment to, to recognize where I built this jewelry company. I'm showcasing collections during Paris Fashion Week. There's people all over the world still wearing these jewelry products and passing it down to generations. And so it's something that like, this is a huge moment where I was like, wow, I did that. I also want more. I also want to uh, have a sustainable practice. I want to have a sustainable lifestyle and a sustainable career. And leading into that, I was like, well, I'm not going to get there <laughs> at you know, operating the way that I was operating. From there, I, I, I did what is known as a SWOT analysis. I was looking at my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities and threats, and um, when I did, you know, strengths, I have the ability to take an idea and turn it into reality. Like that is such um, an important strength. It is one of the most uh, important things to humanity. Like our ability to um, have this conversation today is because of someone else's idea that they then made a reality. And so that is my strength. That is my area of genius. And so um, I was like, all right, well, where are my weaknesses? I already named all of those for you just now, so <laughs> I'll skip that. Um, and my opportunities was really like, I think when it, within every obstacle or um, weakness is an opportunity to learn and grow from. So I looked at my weaknesses and I was like, okay, here's an opportunity for me to do better and be better. I need a manufacturing partner. Like it was an aha moment, right? <laughs> and as I started, you know, talking to every traditional manufacturer in the U.S., like no exaggeration, I'm that person talking to all of them. And I realized very quickly that I was going to fail with them or without them. Um, and that became a threat, right? So that I had my full SWOT analysis of self and what I was doing with my jewelry brand. From there, I was like, okay, well, failure is not an option. And what I needed didn't exist in terms of manufacturing, but I realized that I needed a manufacturing partner. And so um, from there, I got to the point where it was like, okay, well, what's not working in the jewelry manufacturing industry? Uh, what's not working is the, the, how expensive it is, the long lead times, the barriers of entry, just like the overall like process. It's not an easy process to get started into if you're doing everything yourself, if you're self-funding, if it's completely bootstrapped, like you have to have a skill set um, to manufacture everything yourself. And while I had that skill set, it was limiting in terms of how big I wanted or how, um, how, how much I wanted to spread my vision, um, how much I wanted to connect with people. And so from there, I was like, well, what I, what I needed or what I need 
as a jewelry designer, as a jewelry brand, as an emerging company that is ready to participate in this $330 billion industry, what I needed did not exist. I have no way to really participate in the way that I want to participate. And I have no way to really, truly express the vision and the world that I'm trying to create at this level to reach as many people as possible to inspire them to create for themselves, right? Um, and so very simply, what I needed didn't exist, so I created it. Now, I say it like very simply, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> it's a lot of work, uh, definitely, you know, going into building a manufacturing company, the only manufacturing company that is, um, you know, in the city of Detroit, and we're leveraging, you know, advanced manufacturing techniques, automation, 3D technology, and really focused on like efficiency so that we can make the best quality product at the best, most accessible price with the most sustainable processes and materials. And so like that was a lot. And then now we're like putting that into a technology platform um, or now that we have put that into a technology platform, where anyone can access it from anywhere in the world um, where they can go from idea to design to production to e-commerce direct to their consumer all in one platform. That is an amazing. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Done. Like we said, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Charisma, that's so amazing. So you basically, with the SWAT exercise, you you were able to identify a huge gap in the industry and are obviously tech savvy enough, you know, have enough background in that world to to make it happen. I'm super impressed. Mm -hmm. I was excited to read about what you're doing because this is a big struggle for everybody. I think, you know, a lot of the people that I've coached in the past and students that have asked, you know, how do I, what steps do I take? And how do I hear I have these, this, would you call it paper napkin design, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, or sketch or or don't feel like they can even sketch, um, which comes up, you know, it's like, how do I get from yeah. start to finish? So you're basically saying you guys can do that. You can do from start to finish designs. How yeah, intricate, absolutely. how intricate can you get with, with what you guys can produce there? Oh, very, yeah. <laughs> very intricate. And not only that, um, I mean, we can start with 3D technology. We have a um, design team that leverages 3D technology, 3D modeling to create, to go from sketch to 3D model. And I think the important thing to know about like intricacies and 3D modeling is the fact that this is going to be a physical product. Um, and so in order to get go from 3D model to physical product, you need to be mindful of, you know, the, the overall production process. So, you know, when we're creating 3D models, our team makes sure that these 3D models are optimized for production because you can make anything and everything in 3D. But the question is, is can you make it? And so that's our goal is to make sure that, you know, these products are not or these designs in 3D are not only to the customer's vision or to the creator's vision, but also that we can actually execute, right? So in order to make any idea a reality, you just need three things. It's a lot of things that go into those three things, but it's just three things. You need vision, you need design, and you need execution. And so in the design is like the technical part of, okay, we're going from vision and we're turning that into a material product. We're gonna design that. We're gonna um, get that to like form. And then execution, like we understand that we have to execute and turn that design into something that someone wears. 
So we not only educate our designers on that process, but we also educate our creators on that process. So, you know, we have certain methodology where we're looking at like reminding our creators that you got to think about weight. You have to think about wearability. You have to think about scale, cost, all of those things. And so we create content, educational materials so that when they're in that vision and design phase, that they're already thinking about how they will get to execution. That, that's huge because, you know, if you're going to go in and make, I mean, what's the biggest order you've, you guys have done so far? Could you name it? Uh, I mean, we've done huge, yeah, <laughs> big orders, yeah. really big orders. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, so you know, if you think about like, so we do big orders. Uh, we're, I'm sorry, I'm going to take it back. Guilt Form has the ability to do no, like, one unit as we have no minimums for our, you know, standard, let's say, demi-fine uh, fashion process or like fashion um, specs, right? So while we have no minimums, we could do one unit. We also can do 100. We could do 10,000. We can do 100,000 wow. units. Um, and so, you know, we have our process that has, which is known as a st standard operating procedure, mm -hmm where we're looking at like, okay, well, we can do one unit, but when you don't have one unit, um, you don't have something on your side, which is known as um, repeatability of process. So if you don't have that repeatability of process because you're making something completely new and never existing before, then it can be a little challenge. But with Guilt Form, our technology, our process, our team has really under like understands how to take that information and then be able to... Um, not need that repeatability and process to be able to be successful in the delivery and the execution of, you know, a, a design. It's like you have a big team. How many people are on your team? You know, uh, we are small but mighty. <laughs> <laughs> we are a team of big personalities, right? Um, so we have six people um, that are a part of this uh, grand vision from the technology side to my manufacturing company. So it's a lot of, um, I would actually say that like, I think one of my skill sets is a side note. Is one of my like special abilities is like the ability to like find someone else's zone of genius mm -hmm. and then be like, you do that, you do that really well. And so when, when someone is operating in their zone of genius, they can like do, what feels like anything. And so when building my team, that's what we look for is like, okay, what's your zone of genius? What are you good at doing? What do you love doing? And how do we get you to do more of that? And then what you see is productivity goes crazy, like, you know, through the roof. Um, and that's something that we're really, really excited about as we continue to grow the team. I appreciate that so much. Um, identifying strengths and weaknesses. And I think in ourselves, like you started the whole conversation with you have to identify your own weaknesses because you can't do every part. You know, I don't think we could do it all alone. So, so identifying, well, what, what am I strong at? What do I love doing? What do I enjoy doing? And, you know, I, but I'm loving the definitions that you're giving me today. <laughs> this is fabulous. Yeah. Well, I mean, like with, with myself, like I think self-awareness in doing anything is, is key, right? Um, I am not the type of CEO that's like, I, uh, I know it all. Because I also, I, I realize that I don't. And I look to hire people that are smarter than me, that are more capable in certain areas than me. And so um, what I'm like in terms of like being the CEO and founder of Guildform is like identifying the best people 
in the best roles and getting them to do what they do best <laughs> um, as opposed to, uh, you know, as opposed to like, I don't know, um, operating from a place of ego. Like we all are like in this together and it, it I do, I would, I would do myself a disservice by not recognizing my, my weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're a person who sees the gaps and knows how to fill them, you know, in a really conscious Absolutely. way. I really do appreciate that. How many years has Guild Forum been, been alive? Um, so I have been doing jewelry, like I've been in the jewelry space for over a decade now. Guild Forum is actually quite new, which is something that um, actually that came up that really like took off in the, uh, the height of the pandemic, which is crazy. When I say Guild Forum is quite new, um, this is a brainchild of mine. So um, this brainchild has always lived inside. <laughs> like It's always been there. I've always been working toward this. Um, and so it feels like Guild Farm has been forever for me. Um, but yeah, like in the height of the pandemic, it, it really took off. We also, you know, have never done any like real marketing. Um, so everything has been like all of our attraction and we have thousands of customers and creators that are powering their jewelry products, um, with Guild Farm and, and many like waiting, like knocking on our door, beating down the door <laughs> to um, work with us to power their jewelry uh, ideas. And that actually has just been like really organic. Um, you know, when you create something that that actually that, ser that serves a need, um, it, it's it's crazily the traction that you yes, can get. Obviously, that's fast to have thousands mm -hmm. of customers. And you started during the pandemic, really putting this out to the public and offering it. What's yeah. your plans to yeah. scale up? I mean, it sounds like you've you've got the demand there. Um, yeah, we have lots. Of <laughs> the whole lots of episode, <laughs> right? Like we need to we need to schedule part two. <laughs> we may do that. Um, I, I think that um, to put it very succinctly, um, our our main focus in this next phase and that next chapter of Guilt Farm is getting closer to the creator. Um, really like, what is it that you need? How can we help you? And um, embedding that in our technology, embedding that in our process and creating um, more the technology or being able to plug into other technology platforms that um, that are in that process of enabling um, our creators. So an example of something that I am so excited about is our partnership with Shopify, where um, you understand as a maker, as a jewelry designer, you have to sustain the substance, meaning you love what you do and you want to do it forever. And you want that total freedom of being able to create, right? And to work for yourself. You also need to sell those products because you have to, you know, pay for your cost. <laughs> you have to pay your bills, pay for healthcare. You have to pay people if you have people helping. And so I call that sustaining the substance. And so for creators, we look at, well, how can we make sustaining the substance easier for them? How can we just like make this like a crazy streamlined um, all in one process? And that's what we're doing with um, e-commerce enablement tools. So Guilt Form um, is a platform that allows our creators to upload their 3D models, get uh, instant pricing to the metals market when they are making their specifications of material, plating, polishing, assembly, and not only are they getting the real-time pricing based on those specs, but also quantity. And then, you know, the more you get, the 
lower the the cost is, but also they're getting real time visual renderings of what that looks like. That's just like base skill form, right? That's where that was the be the beginning of the vision. Now, uh, most recently, we have a, a partner with Shopify and creating the Guilt Form, uh, or Guilt Form has created a, a, an app within Shopify that allows for our creators to go from idea to commerce, like in record time. And starting from a 3D model, they can go to market instantly, which is crazy, right? In a few simple clicks of uh, some buttons there, you can go from that 3D model to your online store, add in your selling price, and in, in, you know before you know it, your product is online and customers can start purchasing their jewelry products from you, or your jewelry products. And after that process, um, so let's say someone purchase a, purchases a piece of jewelry from your online store, uh, Guilt Form only charges you for production only when you get an order. So we don't charge you for production until you get that order. So if you think of it like, you know, from the perspective of like produce as you go <laughs> um, or pay for production as you go with our um, with our print on demand model, we also are, you know, doing drop shipping as well. So you go all the way from like design to production and then the product is is uh, manufactured and produced and then shipped directly to your customer with your own custom packaging. So it's like, you can focus on operating in your zone of genius, right? Wow. So that's where we're like, okay, well, you know, when it comes to logistics, when it comes to all of those things, like, is that really what you want to be doing? Is that really you operating in your zone of genius? And so when we were talking to our creators, like, they're like, no, <laughs> my zone of genius is a lot like mine, where it's like my ability to turn an idea into reality, my, my vision, and um, and so we focus on the execution. Like, how do we help you get your vision to market faster? How do we help you make money on your jewelry products faster? And, you know, we worry about the production and the logistics side of everything. That's what a gift. <laughs> what a gift. I mean, to, that sounds like you'd have so much, so much more time as a designer and maker to just sit and design. And yeah. And then, you know, golly, this is exciting. I'm really excited. I'm yeah. excited that you're offering it. It's it's very new. I don't know of anything else like it. So congratulations to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we are the 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 only. And so I mean, like for for me on a personal note, like doing what has never been done before is exhilarating. <laughs> like yes. it is challenging. It is um, something that you know we all can be a part of making it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we're all a part of that. And so it's so exciting. Um, we also an announced uh, more recently that we are um, supporting creators even further by financing their production up to $50,000 um, for their guilt form orders. So that means that like, let's say you have the traction, you have a retail store or you have a, a, a trade show opportunity or whatever it is, and you need a higher volume or higher quantity order. Um, that's typically like a high, you know, a very high upfront cost. And so what we do is we've uh, partnered um, with, uh, with Credit Key, which allows for our creators to produce now, but pay later and pay over time in a way that like makes sense that's for them. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles is I can't afford to produce all of these pieces that I need for this show. So, oh, so many great things that you're doing. I love it. 
what would you say to like somebody who's just you know has this idea and they're wanting to approach you know it sounds like you're very community focused and very creator focused and we'll coach them through that process. Um, but again, you guys can only handle so much. So <laughs> I don't want your door to get knocked down after this episode airs, Charisma. You can be like, okay. Knock, yeah, it, knock down. it down. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> you turn from six to 12 employees overnight. Right. You know? um, but yeah, if they don't, they have no idea what CAD is. They don't know what, you know, they don't feel like they could draw this design. What, what do you say to somebody who's like, but I really, really want to get this produced i want to see the tangible you know product i want to get it on people i want to share my vision i don't know what would you say say to somebody in that space i say do it i say step outside of your comfort zone and do it um and you know and and trust the trust in the expertise of our team to be able to translate you know your scribbles <laughs> um because i know that i am not me personally i don't sketch i'm not great at sketching i am so far from the leonardo da vinci type and i can't I, I i don't think that that's my zone of genius if you will <laughs> um and so i i would say that just like just do it we also i mean we have a help center where um you could just really like look into we have so many instructions when it comes to designing with guilt form we even have templates right that guide you in to you know in into sketching right so those templates are so helpful um and then we also are doing um a weekly creator workshop series um which is like a webinar where creators can come and join this this webinar and learn from our uh, team of experts alongside other experts within the industry to be able to like give them any additional tips that's not currently on the help center. But, you know, we really focus on being able to offer that, that education, but at the same time, you know, you have to take the first step. You have to, you know, reach out and, you know, shoot your shot. Like here's a sketch. I don't know if it's, you can understand it, but it's starting the conversation. And then when you start the conversation, you get the momentum, you get the ball rolling. So maybe, you know, we might need more information from you. That's okay. Because now we're getting closer to you getting your final product, but you won't get there unless you start again. (laughs) I have a good friend who says, reminds me of that all the time. Just begin, just dive in. You know, you kind of face each challenge as it comes up and um, it's not even... That's kind of the fun part too. It's like, how can we get creative together and how can we bring this to life? And um, well, what a wonderful opportunity for, for people. Even if you're not a maker yet, you know, you can kind of get into this industry. I love it. Um, does it have to be in CAD? I guess probably so, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're leveraging 3D technology yeah. um, to be able to get you instant pricing because, you know, I mean, it, that is really what we believe is the future um, when it comes to sustainable jewelry manufacturing, when it comes to efficient, cost-effective jewelry manufacturing. So if it's okay if you guys don't know what CAD is or how to do it. Charisma's got a team that can walk you through that. How cool. Exactly. Exactly. You, you really don't need anything. You just need your sketch your or reference images. If you are a maker and you're like, I am more comfortable with fabricating some things and, you know, you send us a picture of that. And, you know, if we can create it in 3D to help you save some time on that fabrication, 
then, you know, let's look at it. There are some limitations, right? But then there's also some so much opportunity. And it really just depends on, you know, what what the goal is. And I, I think that everything's not for everybody. Guilt of harm is not for everybody. If you're, you know, if, if you're the maker that's like, I just want to make things, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. You know, and you know, still attend the creator workshop series because, you know, from there, you know, you can learn some things that you can apply into your e-commerce strategy or marketing strategy. Um, I think that what is amazing about Guilt Form is that we are really just empowering makers and creators. Yeah, from start to finish. It's amazing. Tell us more about you. What do you do besides run this enterprise, <laughs> Chris? Uh, great question. Uh, <laughs> I am, I, I, I do that. <laughs> you know, I think that I was like, I had a moment where I'm like, oh, someone asked me, well, what's your hobby? I'm like, oh, do I have hobbies? I don't have hobbies. <laughs> I, you know, I think that's the beauty of doing what you love every day. Like I am jumping out of the bed every morning to like do something new and exciting or like do the grunt work right within the running the businesses that I have started and and, and in the process of like scaling. But when I'm not like working, which is something that I think is really important to be mindful of, to of self. Some of the things that I really enjoy is like, I love to read. I'm an avid reader. Um, And, you know, I like to just like really tap into my creative like space, whatever that is. So I like, I love writing more of like streams of consciousness and somehow work comes into it or I might get an idea. But I think that's the beautiful thing of just like taking time for like taking time for play. So I'm trying to do more of that. That's one of my goals is like, how can I make time for me to play? Whether it's like, you know, just doodling some things or writing streams of consciousness or reading or, you know, watching something or just hanging out with family, like making sure that I have time um, for that. Or actually making sure that I prioritize doing that. Well, we're as entrepreneur brains, (laughs) it's very difficult to sidetrack and and kind of get back to that playful place you know when i have would have mm-hmm. a, a studio i used to teach lost wax casting actually and i'd have students come in and want to make that piece the master you know the first one is the masterpiece and i would say we're in kindergarten right now like we're just gonna play so we have to give ourselves permission i think when you're so serious and driven like you are ambitious and have these big ideas and big dreams um of juggling juggling that with like I also need to play be playful here because that's yeah. where creativity you know kind of really the new absolutely. ideas I think, shine through mm-hmm. absolutely I think that um I think it gives space it clears the the air right mm-hmm. it gives space for new ideas to be birthed um whether it could be like just just a crazy idea that you're going to do nothing with or an idea that you can apply into whatever it is that you're doing and I find that like when I like to make perfume, that's uh, that, that's a thing. But I also like made it. It was I also did perfume um, for my my jewel, my jewelry company started off as jewelry, got into perfume, then skincare. 
And so when when I'm like playing, I am like making a fragrance and it's like a, a little vial and then I will give it away to a friend. <laughs> and then they are like, now they're the ones beating down my door for <laughs> like, can you make me a, a full size version of this, please? I'll, I'll you know, th then they want me to make it back into the business and reintroduce that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I find that that really gives, uh, makes space for other creative ideas. And, you know, I, I don't know, I think just going back to that um, initial point is that I think that's one of the beautiful things of doing what you love. It just, sometimes it's like, it's hard. I need to like go to sleep and just, just sleep it off. And, you know, and other times it's like, oh, I love this. Like, because, you know, running a technology company where I am leading the product development, the tech product development, and then also running a manufacturing company where I'm leading the standard operating procedure and looking at ways that we can improve and, and grow like that's such creative work. Um, and at the same time, I'm always like seeing what's going on from our design teams to our production facility. And I'm like, wow, look at these beautiful jewels, <laughs> you know, that are like the beginning of something amazing or the, the, the middle of something incredible for a jewelry brand or um, a, a brand that's a fashion brand, right? So we don't only work with jewelry companies, we work with all types of companies that want to build their world and uh, connect with their customer base through jewelry. Do you have jewelry. like a favorite success story of, of one of your designers so far? I'm sure there's a few. Oh, I mean, I, I, I love all of the, <laughs> I love all of the stories because I think that just going back to, like, I'm just so proud of our creators. Um, I always say like, you know, in the beginning, like the first time we ever like connect, I do a lot of the complimentary consultations. I lead the creator workshop series and I'm like, congratulations to you for taking this step. Like I mentioned before in your previous question, when, you know, with someone just getting started is to just, just do it, just get started. Uh, but that's not easy. And I think that like, that's, that is an, a major success story. Just starting, just starting the process is incredible. And then taking the next step, pushing it further. Um, it's, it's so amazing to me. To kind of play in all the parts and all the steps. It's really great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, offering that, that upfront consultation, I think is hugely important you know just here's here's the steps let's break it down it's not so it's not so overwhelming i think it can be this can be a very overwhelming thing to get into there's so many possibilities that it could really blow your mind yeah. <laughs> absolutely especially like when you think like with guilt form i get pricing is instant like I, huh how does that work you know and i think it's also too like if you think about the um at one point there was elevators and there were elevator operators inside of those elevators right. can you imagine what it felt like for the first person who did who walked into this elevator without the elevator operator and they're like wait i get to push the buttons myself like that's probably terrifying that's like wait hold on where's that man that is helping in you know in his get up helping me go to the next floor like where where is he at can he get here where and even though you have all the buttons even though you can, you have the power to go to the next level yourself, you can press that button and get there on your own. People are still expecting the elevator operator. Right. And so the traditional jewelry industry is the elevator operator. Right. <laughs> like that is, that is, that's it. 
And so um, with Guild Form, like you can press the buttons and go to wherever you want to go. Um, and we support you throughout that journey. Like we're there with you. Um, but you are in full control over that. That's a great analogy. I love that. The Yeah. Progress, right? Progress. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need the guy in the elevator, but what does he do now? <laughs> right. <laughs> we just, we, you know, he doesn't have a job. We got to fill some other gap, you know? Make, yeah. Right. Exactly. What do you do at work to keep like your team empowered and, and having fun? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we like we we are just such like open collaborators, right? Like we talk, we're I, I think recognizing that like we are humans and we um you know, are go like going through life. <laughs> and us especially like during this time, right? Where there's so much going on in the world, um, we we frequently just check in. Right. And um, you know, we we like to play too, where it's like, okay, well, what if if someone on the team is is um has like an idea and they're like oh let's try this like we're we're all for that so um i think that's something that's really encouraged uh, as a part of what it is that we do and myself i like to empower the team to to do that to operate again in their their zone of genius and do do what they do it's, it's a it's always a, a challenge, I think, to, you know, we're working, but we're also like producing and we're having fun, you know, we're creating. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a huge thing to identify is where's your strength and where, where what brings you joy? What do you want to be doing? You know, you still exactly. got to do the, the grunt exactly. stuff too. Like we have to work. Sometimes it's not all fun, but um, yeah, keeping your team empowered is so important. Yeah. 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 So I think jewelry is like one of the hardest things to do. Like, which is, um, I mean, like, when you think about it, we're, like, transforming these, like, precious metal, like, grain into something incredible when we're casting. And when we're, like, fabricating, it's like we're taking hunks of metal and turning that into just, like, these beautiful shapes and forms. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not easy work. Like, that is hard labor, physical labor. Um, that's your body doing work to transform a material that comes from the earth and we're polishing and we're burnishing and we're making it, you know, shine and bringing it to its like you know, the highest point of brilliance. And it's just like, that's not easy. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that is hard work. Um, but, you know, I think that with this work, with doing what has never been done before, it comes with a great deal of responsibility and our team, my team, they're so excited to be a part of that journey um, where when they're looking at the jewelry product, when they're looking at the work, they're not necessarily seeing the product itself, but they're seeing the creator behind the product. So um, I also, um, Guilt Firm has also created its own um, manufacturing software that is uh, that manages all facets of production. And it's really built for on-demand jewelry manufacturing. Um, or on-demand manufacturing as a whole. And so we are, anyone that's like producing, um, they're using this ERP, this um, software to power, to like manage all facets of production. And when they are creating and using this technology, they're like documenting the process and they're doing all of the things. But when when they look at orders and they do this order intake process, what they see is the bio of the creator, which is like, oh, wow, like this. And, the, and this, there's like this connection of, oh, I get it. 
I, I see what this product uh, or what this, this jewelry design is about. I see what this creator or this brand is about. And it's something that like fuels us. It powers us to like, okay, we're about to do it. We're about to, you know, knock out thousands of pieces or thousands of uh, items of, of this one design. And so um, I think it's something that is, that keeps the team inspired because it's not just you. It, it's like, the creator and we like to communicate that guilt firms communicating that throughout the entire process is like this is who you're making this for this is what this means to them and that's what this is this 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 entire like process is about it's customization for the for your for these different creators exactly you know? yeah and yeah. but for the artisan like when they see it they're like oh okay it's not just like a a, a ring right um because yeah. when you're doing something and you're doing it you're like doing the same task over and over and over again like you're polishing it's the same thing that you're doing all day um that can get really redundant but also like there's something about knowing what what the purpose is <laughs> behind doing the work that you're doing is that your favorite part of the process is meeting with the creators yeah, I, I also like, yeah, I would say connecting with them is, mm -hmm. is such a, it's such an inspiring part for me because again, like I'm learning from them. I'm, you know, being a part of that, that process of um, helping them transform their vision into and go all the way to execution. So I love, I, I do love that. I can tell that really lights you up. That's mm -hmm. that's your um, what's yeah. the zone of zone of genius. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you wouldn't think that I'm like an introvert. I'm a probably more so like an ambivert. But I am such. I I love connecting with people on that like one to one level or like just a, an intimate group. Like here, we all came here for this purpose, right? Let's do it. Let's talk about it and let's like give ideas and and offer support. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's part of, you know, we're working at the bench, we're alone, we're kind of in our own little zone. You know, if you can find that community anywhere, especially mm -hmm. now, of course, with pandemic, like, how do we do that digitally? How do we connect? How are we connecting today? You know, <laughs> and actually, I'm getting to meet with you, you're in Detroit, and I'm in Austin. And yeah. it's just, you know, we've really had to step up and discover new technology or technology that was kind of sitting there waiting to be used. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, well, I'm excited. So was COVID, like the thing that brought on, I guess what I'm asking is, what silver linings have you found from this whole, this whole event that, that we're going through with this pandemic? Yeah. So I think that um, what I saw was like validation, mm. <laughs> um, like market validation, because for so long, I was like, this, this process, traditional manufacturing, like, does it work? What I saw was market validation, which is like, okay, well, in the when the stuff hits the fan, like what happens, right? Like, can people still produce? Can people still create? And through guilt from the answer is yes. And any other <laughs> um, pathway, the answer was no. And so what I saw was like, oh, okay. Like this, I was right <laughs> um, about this. I think that was something that was just like validating because we saw just an, an increase in demand um, during a time where, I mean, like, it was crazy. Like, it is crazy. <laughs> We've never lived um, in, in, in anything like this. And, you know, to be in this and also at the same time to offer, offer a tool, offer a platform for someone to create, to, like, power, 
their ideas, to feel empowered to create their ideas because now they have an easy way to do it. Now they they know exactly what to do because the process is so simple. Um, now that they're ready to like press the buttons themselves <laughs> and go to the next level on that elevator, um, it, it it's something that um, for me was like truly eye opening um, to just see that like validation. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, I was right. There's, yeah, like, I mean, like, I knew it, but, yeah. like, I didn't want to say I told you so, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, but now I see, yeah, this is definitely a necessity. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Um, I almost went through the process before I met with you. I was like, well, I, I want to get in this game. I want to play. <laughs> Let's play. We'll talk. We'll a talk. a sketchbook <laughs> full of designs that I won't have time to produce in my entire lifetime, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, well, maybe, yeah, we all need a team of, you know, people. I think you're right, though. Some people really feel like they need to touch the piece. Each piece needs to be touched by them. Yeah. So that, that's a huge trust, I would think, to to hand that over to, you know, to your team and say, well, they're going to touch the whole process. I'm not even going to see it. It's mm-hmm. going to go to the customer. Um, that's There's a little letting go there, I would think. Yeah, there is. I mean, we can do it in a couple of different ways. I think the drop shipping, the print on demand and drop shipping is a pathway. And then there's also the pathway where you can place your own orders and you can still like get it, right? So for an example of doing that, it's like, let's say you, you know, will have a design, but you want to add in the gemstones yourself because you're, your zone of genius is gemstone setting like okay well we can produce it and send it to you and then you can set your stones um and then there's also like other uh pathways too that are relevant because i like like i said before is that like this um everything isn't for everybody and i think that you know there could be some pathways that make sense um for creators an example of like you know there are creators that you know to your point want to be a part of that creation process that may be the reason that they got like into the jewelry industry that may be the thing that like gives them joy um in their life and they can still have that and but my question would be like or and my question would be can you do both can you can you just like do your thing maybe have a different and that's just a matter of strategy so we see a lot of creators that like that might be makers and they're like i'm doing this this is the collection that will be maybe a higher price point. This is something that I can take my time with it because I'm making it myself. I don't want to, you know, overexert my body because you're one person. You can only do so much on your own. Like that is the reality. But going back to can you sustain the substance with maybe a ready to wear collection, right? Or um, something that's made on demand and drop shipped. That, those are all things that, you know, I definitely encourage a creator to think about as they're going through their journey, because I, I know that when I was designing for my jewelry company, when I first started, I'm like, I'm doing everything myself, right? I did that. I've been there. Um, and I was like, oh, I can do both. I can do everything myself. And I also can sustain the substance. Like, so when you think about like some of these like huge companies, um, they're like, let's take a handbag company. They're, they might be selling, you know, $5,000, let's say like Gucci bags, right? You can get a $5,000 Gucci bag, right? But think about how many $5,000 Gucci bags are actually sold. And then you ask yourself, how many Gucci keychains were sold? There's the lower price point, which brings up the accessibility, right? Or the fact that, they, that this keychain may be 
um, has more available. Maybe that $5,000 handbag is only made on a limited basis, right? Or it's limited edition. So there's so many that they can produce, but there's like larger quantities available for the keychain. So you're selling more of that. And so what you'll see is that, you know, these like lower or like these more accessible pieces or more accessible ready to wear items are actually what's funding the other projects. <laughs> um, so it's all, I love strategy. Like that's my, I, I think another uh, thing that I truly love is like, okay, well, would that work for you? Yeah. No, that's a really, really great way to explain it. Um, make time for yourself to make the things that you really love. You know, mm -hmm. how do you fund that? You know, how do you keep like, I love the sustaining the substance. Where'd you get that? <laughs> um, I actually got it. I believe, um, I mean, I don't want to get to lying, but I feel that I feel like I saw that, um, that it is a sojourner truth, um, selling this shadow to sustain the substance. Mm -hmm. And I saw that at an ex exhibition. I, 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 yeah, I can't remember where in the world I was, but I saw it and that stuck with me, sustaining the substance. Like mm -hmm. what, what can I do to keep like, this is the substance. This is what I love. This mm -hmm. is what, you know, my freedom, what gives me the sense of freedom. Um, especially living in a world where we are, we may feel tied down, stressed, bogged down by, you know, just the reality mm -hmm. <laughs> of life sometimes. And so yeah. like to feel free, you know, there's certain things that, you know, you, you want to do, right. And it could be creating. And mm -hmm. in order to like, I'm like, how to, for myself, I'm like, well, how can I do what I love doing forever? Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, it's, you got to sustain it. And so that's where, you know, you could essentially fund your um, handmade collection <laughs> through that yeah. um, means of, you know, on-demand uh, manufacturing. Mm -hmm. And it can still be, it's still an expression of you. It's still, you know, you taking potentially like your style and, trans and um, being able to uh, translate that in just a different form, a different method. Mm -hmm. And to get your work out there on a, you know, a much larger broad more broad market that then you could probably do on your own yeah. you know more people like, are going to see the keychains because there's yep. more of them and more right. people probably can afford them than the five thousand dollar bag right create the accessible pieces so that you can create the masterpieces <laughs> right exactly and as master yeah. jewelers like you want to be able to like you know to to offer that too oh my gosh i'm learning so much from you charisma um I don't even want to ask the question about being female entrepreneurs, but I kind of love what you said off the clock earlier. Yeah. <laughs> off the clock. Uh -huh. um, what did you tell? What did you tell me? I said, "Well, yeah, I kind of don't know how to answer that question." It's like, yeah, I'm I just mean, a person doing my thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I go to all of the like. I'm a I'm an avid podcast listener. I go to the webinars. I I love like listening to um experts and people that are like smarter than me um that talk and one thing that i never get or never have never seen in life um through all of the seminars webinars podcasts interviews youtube things i've never heard any interviewer ask a man what it's like to be a man <laughs> and whatever you know in their respective field and i've never heard that i've never heard anyone like you're in the jewelry industry. What is it like to be a man operating in the jewelry industry? Um, even like, even with like, um, I actually it was at a, um, where was I? I was at a, like a, a attending a webinar um, at a conference. I'm sorry, seminar at a conference. 
And um, I, in this conference, uh, speaking on the stage were men designing undergarments for women. And I was curious, like going back to the, the questions, because we've been getting as women, we've been getting the question of what is it like to be the woman in X, Y and Z or being a woman in X, Y and Z. Um, so I heard that throughout the entire conference, like women coming up on stage. What is it like to be a woman in this? What is it like to be a woman in that? And when I see these men making bras and underwear for women, I did not was expecting. I was hoping to hear what is it like to be a man making bras for women? <laughs> I didn't get that. I, they did not ask yeah. them that. And I was just like, wait, hold on. I want it to be like, yeah. I feel like we're missing a question that every other person was at, every woman was asked. <laughs> can, right. can we ask that? No, but, um, you know, all jokes aside, like I was I was very surprised at that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, I and I was curious myself. I was like, "Have you worn a bra before? Like, how do you, you know?" It's, and they, and it just in terms of, um, I don't know. Like, I think that it's just a very unnecessary question of like, what is it like to be a person in your body at whatever gender doing the thing that you do? Like, right. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. What is it like to be a human? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, can we not pay bills? Like, or like, yeah. like, how is it that, you know, um, I, I just, it's a very interesting thing, but it is, it is. I never knew how to answer that. You know, it was like, I just never really thought about it. But I will say, I mean, I will say that, um, there are real like life discriminations against women and mm -hmm. being a woman of color, recognizing that like they're real, like real life um experiences that i've endured um and many other women and women of color in the lgbt uh plus community have in, in experienced and endured and whatever it is that they're doing and recognizing that um and so i would love to like i don't know i see a question or like i i don't may, i'm not an interviewer i'm not that's not my <laughs> that they may not be my area right now but i'm i'm curious um to to know like what is a um productive question in terms of like well that is a rec that is i recognize that is your experience mm -hmm. like what is that <laughs> what is that like yeah. you know yeah. um because i know for me as a black woman doing what has never been done before it's challenging you know is it yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. as with anything you know as with doing anything that has never been done before but there's also like you know there's bias there's so many uh barriers that come with um you know, just with my existence, which sucks, <laughs> but also it really does. I'm not, I, I think that I'm, uh, well, I know that I am, I'm built for it. Like, so it is what it is. Let's go. You can, ha you can right. handle it. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, like we're, we're hoping, I think that, you know, one, you can't be what you can't see. And so for me, um, in whatever power that I have, making sure that women are, uh, exposed to other women, uh, doing mm -hmm. the things that they may not uh, are that the society may not be accustomed to seeing, even though they're, they're doing it, they just may not be getting the exposure mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and so on and so forth. And so I think that that's important. It's just understanding that like, yeah, you know, we may be under quote unquote underrepresented, but we're really underestimated, which is some one of the things that, you know, yeah. I love um, that I heard from um, one of our investors is like, you know, we uh, are really underestimated, but, you know, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it allows you to sneak up. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> exactly. Like, all right, just watch out. Here we go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And I mean, as a white woman in this business, I maybe I have not experienced those hurdles or those um, obstacles. So it is it is important questions to ask and to keep talking about, I think, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't like being asked what it's like to be a female. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mostly male. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, what? I mean, I mean, I, it's. I would say, like, it's dope. Like, it's cool. Like, I like it. <laughs> I think yeah. that you know, it is what it is. I think it's interesting. It's 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 a lot. But um, I know that you know. I may I have experienced things that maybe my male counterpart or cisgender white male counterpart has not experienced. And so it's like, mm. well, you know, I'm I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> i'm still here going. so what's up <laughs> yeah and just make i like to use some of those things like when i did i guess i did have like some men come in and say some things like i'm surprised that you were able to build this you know and it's like why mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well like, we didn't we didn't think you could do it you yeah. know and it was like that kind of fueled me a little bit like yeah. it almost made me want to to do achieve even a higher yeah you know i've gotten so, i've gotten um oh so who's the person that like owns the manufacturing company i'm like me and they're like no 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 i mean like the person that like that that like owns it like the the started it who's Uh. where's the person that did this where and who's the person that's behind the technology who's the person that and i'm like it's me it's me um i mean it's not like there is no i in team because i do have an amazing team but there's an m and and there's an e and it was me (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like I built a team. So, you know, I think that, um, that that's always like, I sometimes, it, I mean, I think when I first started to encounter that, it was like frustrating, but now it's like, all right, y'all. <laughs> like now yeah. I'm used to it. And, yeah. uh, which is like, uh, you shouldn't have to get, get used to the, the thing like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. You'd think we'd be more advanced as a, as a human. <laughs> Right, right. What is it like, like to be a human? <laughs> I just started, I'm a singer too, Charisma, and, and have a band. And we just started singing this uh, song called History Repeating. And it's like so relevant right now. It just seems like we're going back and, you know, back mm-hmm. over and over things. And it's like, when do we get to really two steps forward? Right. You know? And I think we have, you know, I think it's it's happening, but it's just such a slow, what did we say earlier? Change is slow. Mm-hmm. slow mm-hmm. yeah yeah and sometimes we want it to be a little faster where'd you get your education of, of how do you know so much about the digital world and um did you go to school and get a degree for that or um i'm self-taught wow yeah self-mastery Marketing, all that yeah. all of it yep <laughs> this, you know i think that the school of self-mastery um i'm definitely um self-taught and um, it's something that I'm really proud of. I think that um, my journey is unique. And it, yeah, like I said, I, I'm extremely proud of that. That's amazing. I, could, I just, you, you sound like you have some sort of master's degree. <laughs> Mar- the self-masters, I love Self-mastery. It. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's always like, you're always, you know, um, I think when you are looking toward just like being better versions of yourself, um and looking at that continuously like you never stop learning and so that mastery never ends um or that work to mastering um never ends but you you know master certain things at certain points and you know i'm i'm extremely proud of the accomplishments and the accolades and the um barriers that i've over overcome you know and 
I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing that. Like it's such a, um, it's such a journey that I am, I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, you really have identified like your purpose, you know, what do you, what do you hope to achieve, you know, at least in this part of your life, you know, Since things a, change. Yeah. I mean, like people, we are evolving. Um, we are constantly changing. If you're not, mm-hmm. that's, that's you, but like, <laughs> I know yeah. I'm cha- always changing. I'm always evolving. But one thing that's a constant that has been a constant since I was like young is I want to say young, I'm like young, young. Um, since I was a little girl, I knew that what I wanted to do, like it's mm. kind of crazy. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. You know? I wanted to be exactly who I am today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, that I didn't is know true. it was going to be jewelry though. I knew that I needed to power an idea. Like I had ideas and I needed to power them. Right. And I knew that that's what I was going to be doing. And I don't when I was, um, I want to say I was like 10, maybe younger. I think, no, actually like seven. Um, I went to my dad, uh, hysterical, crying. Um, and I was like, I have low self-esteem. And my dad was like, what? <laughs> what do you know about self-esteem? Like, you're a child. What is that? was like, I have less self-esteem and I need, and I had a plan. I was like, I need to go to these um, modeling classes. Um, they will teach me etiquette. They will teach me self-esteem. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I just found it in a newspaper uh, clipping, like one of those ads. Um, and it was something that, I don't know, I just like came across it and I was like, this is what I need. Like I needed this. It was, I think it probably was like a, one of those like, scams or just really wasn't like they made promises of like you being a tv star or something and i knew that i was like i'm not gonna be i don't want to be i'm not a tv star but what the benefits that they were also selling which is like you know public speaking and you know being comfortable in front of a camera and like all of those things i didn't know at that time exactly that i was going to be you know on like have to attend podcasts you know and, and you know and and tell a story, like tell my story. Um, and I recognized that like, I was like, I'm like, I'm not ready for that. I got low self-esteem. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking, but um, it At was age 10. Right. Like right. I was like little girl, like talking about I got so- low self-esteem, but it was true. And yeah. I recognized like a weakness and I was like, here's, here's an opportunity for me to like get better and be better. And uh, my dad, we did not have the money for these classes. They were so expensive. But he was like, why do you want this? Like, why do you want it? And I was like, I, I don't know how. I don't know, like, at which point in my life. But I know that I'm going to be somebody to inspire people. And I can't be the person that is inspiring people without getting okay with self. Um, I probably said that probably, like, less articulate, but... Um, I was really advanced <laughs> for my age and say, yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I was like, I can't be that person that will show other little black girls that they can do this or mm-hmm. black women that they can do that or just people in general that they can live their life and be, you know, um, in, in control of building their own world that they want to live. And I was like, I have to be, I have to be ready for this. And he was wow. like, what? Like, this is the this is our the you know a car note payment like like how do we every week how do we afford this and 
he i was like okay well it was just my idea and he made it happen he made sure i went to those classes um and you know now actually um he saw me on like the local news here and he was like um he saw it and then he um called me and was like thank god i invested in you early on (laughs) i'm so glad we did those modeling classes like he still calls it i think he's like you know those um you might I, my family still does not know what I do for real, for real. Like, <laughs> oh, no. So they have no idea what's going on. But he's like, I'm so glad you got those modeling classes. <laughs> you know? but, they paid off. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think it's something that um, I, I always knew that I was going to be doing something <laughs> that required me to show up as my full self. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Like, it wasn't about, like, I didn't think that I was going to be on podcasts or podcast didn't exist at that time but like um i didn't think that i was gonna like talk about my company on a on a a stage or on a a news segment or whatever it is what i wanted was to be prepared to show up as myself and and i and i realized that what i needed what i was doing what i wanted to do required me to show up as myself and so as little charisma that was my way of like it was probably i wouldn't recommend it for like <laughs> like i think there's other ways to to empower i think it was just a, during that time um but i think that was something that i don't know it just gave me that um that confidence to show up Foundation. as myself yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's pretty powerful to, to hear that story charisma that you you knew you know pretty early on i think I spent my 20s like flopping around like a fish out of water trying to figure out like where I know I'm supposed to do something, you know, create, I'm supposed to have this creative business. It's going to really help a lot of people. We're going to, you know, I didn't, had no idea it would end up being an education at the time, but it's just so interesting how like when you feel those intuitive pings like throughout life and you follow them. Yeah. where we end up you know it's pretty powerful and that's okay i think that people think because um i feel like i'm like the it, it, like i don't know uh but i would say that like one of the beautiful things about like still like navigating what it is that you want to do is that you can try so many different things and also that um there is like so much beauty in that journey Right. Like I like I said, I didn't know that I was going to be doing jewelry. I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. Um, I'm going to be making these like artful clothing and, you know, very conceptual. Like, you know, so that was like when I was in my teens, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a fashion designer. (laughs) Um, And then I was uh, exposed to jewelry making and I was like, oh, (laughs) that's it. That's what it is. Um, But I think that, you know, when you are journeying through getting to know yourself, like journeying through self. Um, it's such an, uh, it is such an exhilarating feeling as well, where it's like, uh, like you can also apply that number one experience. You can't like, there's no, um, I mean like what, like there is no like dollar amount that you can put on an experience. Right. And so I think that's something that people sleep on, like, you know, being able to have all those experiences and, and experience yourself. I think that's what human nature is about is like experiencing yourself like learning yourself people think that like oh you have to be that you're this and it this is who you are and uh in any point in time that 
person that you are should not change, right? But it's like, I look at like self as like something that someone, something that I'm like learning and journeying through and getting to know, you know, and defining and redefining as I go along. It's such an incredible um, process and feeling. And it also like kind of gives you like a, you know, like a, you know, like a, a, a moment to be like, okay, like, okay. Like I'm living, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a, as a person. Like I'm learning myself. I am experiencing and enjoying myself as opposed to um, like the limiting beliefs of like, you have to know what you want to do. You have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such a like constricting like the feeling. Shoulds. Yeah. <clears throat> like the shoulds, yeah. I just so happen yeah. in my journey to know like what I wanted to do, you know, like it just so happened to be that way. Um, right. And I'm grateful for my journey, but I also, you know, feel like I've just been <laughs> for yeah. so long. I have been so focused on, you know, this, this, this goal. And that's just, I think mm. that's just a part of my journey. Well, you do a little bit towards your goal each day. You're going to succeed, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what it is. I think you could really do anything. Exactly. Um, but I love that you're so identified with, you know, really getting to know yourself. Um, I was, I was thinking the other day, I was like, you better learn to really love yourself because you're stuck with you. Like <laughs> you're the one that part <laughs> that you're with. Yeah. That you're with forever. So yeah, yeah. Like people, friends, they come and go, but you are there. And so I think the learning to love yourself is such a great, like great thing. Right. Where it's like, okay, I mean, I love who I am today, right now in this moment, how I showed up. Um, I may not love the petty part of me that just came out in that moment or whatever it is, but I am learning to love myself. I'm learning to forgive myself, give myself grace. And, you know, I think all of that is like connected to the work that we're doing as, as, um, creators, you know, as makers, as entrepreneurs, like, I don't know, there are, I think that one of the, one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make is like, and that's one of maybe I think a mistake that I may have made um, where it's like, let me focus on like my my entrepreneur goal or like my business or my brand. But also there's like that focus in self, too, because if you're not good, <laughs> nothing that you do will be good either. <laughs> so you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so I think that's something that um, I learned throughout my journey is, okay, well, how do I make sure that I got, that my cup is full, that I got even got some on my saucer, we good, like here, and I can pour (laughs) and I can share and I can really show up as my best self. Like that's something that's really, really important. Yeah, you can't, you're not going to make good work if you're not in a good space. I feel like that's so big. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Try to approach that at the bench when I'm going in for a custom job or you know, I want to be in a good, good headspace. I want to have like a really good intention when I sit down and, you know, it, it feeds into the work. It just does. It does. It does. Jewelry is such an um, intimate thing, right? Like we have been adorning ourselves since the beginning of time. Jewelry is as old as we are as humans, right? Yeah. We've literally been adorning ourselves for a very long time, for forever. And so, um, when when you think about that it's like i need to show up <laughs> i need to show up and you know uh appreciate and recognize the craft um but also like i need to show up and recognize myself because 
we are in the business of adorning, right? Like of adorning the, of uh, expressing and, and all of that. And so how can you properly show up through self-expression without beginning with self? Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the words. Right. Self-expression. Self-expression. <laughs> Oh, man, I could talk to you all day, and I really, really enjoyed this so much. Thank you so much, Charisma. Thank you for having me. We'll just have to do a part five, six, right. seven, eight. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. I love it. Um, no, happy to have you. And tell us how we join the uh, Creators Workshop that you mentioned. Yeah, so um, you would just go to um, guildform.com, and we have links for registering for the uh, Zoom webinar. You can also create an account on Guilt Form by just clicking uh, sign up and uh, starting the sign up process there. Um, and, you know, getting in touch with the team if you have any questions about the process or anything, want to know more about the creator workshop um, and just reaching out at hello at guiltform.com or just going to guiltform.com. Okay, cool. And, and any Instagram or Facebook mentions there? Yeah, so um, you can find at um, us at underscore guild forum. That's G I L D F O R M. And then you can find me, my personal Instagram at charisma Eve. So that's K A R I S S M A Y V E. Eve, right? Mm -hmm. Eve. I gotta get that one <laughs> Not I V. Right. <laughs> what is the background of that name? Actually, is there? Because uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that last name before. Um. Yeah. So it actually comes from my middle name. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Charisma, amazing, amazing. So I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I'm so excited to participate and I'm going to be on the website signing up for your creator's workshop because it's, this is important work that you're doing. Yeah, we definitely have to have you as, as a, um, an, a, a guest expert come in and, oh, and chat. Yeah, oh. we can come in and yeah. chat with our creators and, and give them yeah your expertise. Definitely. That would be incredible. I love that. You know, we always know more than we think we do, you know, especially when you've done something for 20 years or a couple decades, you're like, oh, I've got all this in my brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm to share it, you know? Oh, that's, that'd be an honor. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys check out Guild Form. Um, we'll see you on the next episode. And uh, Charisma, all the best to you and, and the team at Guild Form there. You're doing really creative, amazing work. And I uh, wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of For the Love of Jewelers. Stay tuned for the next episode by subscribing through Spotify, iTunes, or by searching podcast at riograndecom I encourage you to rate us, write a review, and share with friends and colleagues. I hope you're all finding ways to stay inspired. I'm your host, Courtney Gray. Until we get to connect again, onward and upward. <laughs>